Today is Friday, August 27th, 2021. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we've got results from last night's races for Lucas, the Outlaws, All-Stars, and King of the West. We also look ahead to a busy weekend, including what to watch with the World of Outlaws sprint cars and championship battles at Knoxville. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons, depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I actually posted two new TikToks yesterday. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now, let's get going. The three-race weekend for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series at Davenport Speedway in Iowa kicked off last night. In the feature, it was all Devin Moran out front. He started second, and after a very brief battle with pole sitter Chris Madden through the opening two laps, set sail, and never gave up the lead. Bobby Pierce chased him through much of the race, but Moran was uh, good enough to keep him at bay. Pierce ended up second, Frank Heckenass Jr. was third, Shannon Babb fourth, and Nick Hoffman finished fifth. And yes, that was an outlaw race top five, not a summer nationals race top five. Hoffman tweeted after the race that it was a summer nationals sweep of the top five positions. Since getting in Scott Bloomquist's car, Hoffman has been really impressive in some of these late model shows. His last three outlaw finishes are 5th, 8th, and 5th. He was also 7th with Lucas at the North-South 100 and finished 3rd in the Topless 100 prelim night. I don't know what Bloomer's status is uh, kind of with his health right now, but there is definitely a case to be made for Hoffman to keep driving that zero machine. For Moran, it was his 3rd outlaw win of the season, and that goes along with wins uh, with both Lucas and the Summer Nationals. His other two outlaw wins were at Volusia during Dirt Car Nationals and on the dirt at Bristol. Unfortunately for Chris Madden, after sitting on the pole and leading that early lap, he faded to 10th at the end and gave up even more ground to Brandon Shepard, who finished 7th. With two nights at Davenport still to go, the points lead for Bishop is now 164. We are down to 11 race nights left, so 164 points is 82 positions. That means on average Madden has to beat Sheppy by nearly 7.5 positions a night. I'd say that this championship chase is just about over. The weekend continues with another 10 grand to win show tonight and a 30,000 to win feature on Saturday. The Lucas Ole Model Dirt Series also began a three race weekend of their own with the opener last night at Port Royal. And it was one small mistake from Jonathan Davenport in the early laps that ended up being the difference in the finish. After leading the opening lap from the pole, he picked up a big push into turn one and damn near hit the wall. And that was all Hudson O'Neill needed to pounce. He slipped by Davenport and led the rest of the way for the $10,000 win, which is, uh, it was his fifth Lucas win of the year. It was also his second consecutive win with the series. Davenport ended up second. Ricky Thornton Jr. was third. Shane Clanton fourth. And Tim McCready recovered from getting damage in his heat race to finish fifth. We talked on the show yesterday about how close the Lucas points really are, and you saw both Davenport and O'Neill take sizable chunks out of McCready's lead last night. Davenport went from 155 to 120 behind, and O'Neill is now only 170 back with his recent wins. This thing is far from over for all three drivers. As McCready said afterwards to Speed Sports Kyle McFadden, he's definitely not winning in 2021 like he did in 2020, but he has been much more consistent. His average finish is eight-tenths of a position better, and his finish uh, is finishing up front more often, with his top five percentage right now sitting at 62.5%. He leads all drivers in top fives and top tens on the season. The fight continues tonight with a 15,000-to-win race and then culminates on Saturday with the 30,000-to-win weekend finale. 
Last night was supposed to be the first of two prelim nights for the SmackDown at Kokomo, but the night was lost to rain. Uh, so now the USAC Sprint Car competitors will run the Friday night show as scheduled and then run a doubleheader on Saturday. They'll kick things off Saturday with hot laps at 3 p.m., run the full Thursday night program, take a 90-minute break, and then start into Saturday's regularly scheduled SmackDown finale. Tickets are still available for each day, and you can find more information at usacracing.com. At Grandview Speedway last night, the All-Star Circuit of Champions kicked off a four-race swing through Pennsylvania, and at the end, it was Tyler Courtney celebrating with win number eight on the year. He started third, slipped past early leader Zeb Wise right before halfway, then survived a last corner challenge by Anthony Macri to take the win. Macri finished second, Justin Peck third, Wise slipped to fourth at the end, and Corey Eliason was fifth. It was Courtney's 17th straight top 10 result, and he has 30 top 10s in his last 31 races. Just absolutely incredible to watch Courtney's very rapid rise in the winged ranks this season. His points lead is back to 306 over Corey Eliason. Behind the top two, the rest of the full-time drivers have kind of settled out in their positions in the standings, with only 5th and 6th a close battle right now between Wise and Bill Baylog. The All-Stars Pennsylvania weekend continues tonight at Williams Grove, tomorrow at Lincoln, and Sunday at BAPS Motor Speedway. In other winged sprint car action last night, the NART King of the West Series started their own four-race weekend with a stop at Merced Speedway. As rumored, Justin Sanders was in attendance driving the Works Limited 57 machine with Paul Silva crew chiefing. This car isn't the same exact one that Paul Silva owns that Kyle Larson normally drives, but you wouldn't know it by taking a look at it. It's still all white with the same 57 uh, numbers on the wing and tail tank. Larson has driven this car in the past, as has Rico Abreu recently. But uh, as sprint car drivers across the country have come to realize, when a white 57 shows up, it's going to be tough to beat. And that was true last night as well. After battling for much of the feature with Dominic Selzy, Sanders took control late and with rubber down held off Selzy to take the win. Colby Copeland finished third, Tim Kading fourth, and Shane Golubic was fifth. Unfortunately for several leaders, the 78 of Mark Barroso was a complete weapon last night as a lap car. I think at various points through the race, he'd made contact with just about every car in the top five. One of those cars who was affected was DJ Neto, who was in a tight points battle with Selzy, but finished 10th and gave up quite a bit of ground. The King of the West cars continue a busy weekend tonight at Ocean before traveling to Stockton on Saturday and Petaluma on Sunday. For more details, visit narc410.com. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series continues tonight at I-80 Speedway uh, and Sunday at Black Hills Speedway. These two races are the last in the Midwest before the Outlaws head to the West Coast for that traditional fall swing. The series hasn't been at Black Hills since 2019 when Carson Macedo was victorious over Shane Stewart and David Gravel. They did go to I-80 in 2020, almost exactly one year ago. Brad Sweet was the winner that night over Macedo and Logan Schuhart. Sweet will be hoping for more of that tonight as he looks to extend his points lead over Gravel and Macedo and edge closer to his third straight Outlaw Championship. Even with his good runs lately, though, Brad Sweet hasn't been the hottest driver. That honor belongs to Donnie Schatz. Schatz has 13 straight top 10 finishes, and his average finish over the last five races and last 10 races are both series bests at 2.8 and 4.3, respectively. He could certainly be a factor this weekend at both tracks. I-80 should draw a nice field of cars, but expect Sunday at Black Hills to be pretty light. There aren't a ton of sprint cars out that direction, and in 2019, that race only drew 18 total cars. For event details on the weekend, visit worldofoutlaws.com. And one local track to keep an eye on this weekend is Knoxville. Their Saturday night program is the regular season finale for their weekly sprint car divisions. 
Tyler Gronendike is in line to clinch the uh, Pro Sprint Championship. All he has to do is basically show up to the racetrack. But the 360 and 410 divisions are in question. Ryan Giles leads the 360s, but both Clint Garner and Jamie Ball have a mathematical chance at the championship. And with the 410 division, even though he doesn't have a win in 2021, Davey Heskins' consistency sees him atop the championship. But both Justin Henderson and Brian Brown have a chance on Saturday night to dethrone him. If that's not enough to get you there on Sunday, it's also $1 Bush Light night. Following this weekend, the only thing left on Knoxville's 2021 schedule is the three-day late model Knoxville Nationals for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. If you can't be at Knoxville, you can also watch the action live on Dirt Vision. The streaming schedule is jam-packed again this weekend with 38 shows today, 52 tomorrow, and another 17 on Sunday. That includes the World of Outlaws, USAC, Lucas, the All-Stars, the ASCS, King of the West, plus a ton of local and regional action from across the country. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll see you on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Daily.